What are you looking at? If you look at the Christmas 2020 Spotify playlist, it's it's just there's nothing different. So it's not just songs from 2020. It's, no, it's all I want for Christmas is you. Last Christmas, Santa tell me. And the thing is, it's funny is it's not even like updated versions. It's obviously just the Mariah Carey version, the Wham version of Last Christmas. Mm. Why is this Christmas 2020 any different than Christmas 2019? It's not. Christmas is an eternal hellscape. Christmas is a flat circle. <laughs> <laughs> On the way over here as a some sort of cosmic alignment uh i saw a billboard for a new carrie underwood christmas song but um if christmas is you know kind of semi-canceled or canceled this year and people certainly aren't going to the malls like they would be normally and listening to these shitty songs people aren't really you know getting together as much this year how much of the bottom line is going to get crushed this year how many artists rely on that christmas bump in streams to pay for their next like rolls royce or some shit they're going to be really bummed this year. I feel like the royalty checks this year are going to be really, really shitty. One of the conspiracies was is that COVID was a way f- to somehow manipulate people into not celebrating Christmas anymore. It, fuck yeah, that's that's great. This sounds fantastic. I think everyone was like, oh, yeah, I totally agree. Like, you're going to try and destroy Christmas. And I'm like retweeting it like, yeah, absolutely. This sounds fantastic. COVID destroyed Christmas forever. Okay. Sounds good. It would be cool if we didn't have every indication that the exact opposite is what's going to happen. COVID is just going to make Christmas even worse. So welcome to our fourth Christmas Spectacular, which is approximately the third anniversary of this podcast because one of our first batch episodes was our first Christmas Music Sucks episode. This is the fourth one of those. We're taking this shit seriously. If you're listening audio only, Check out our YouTube channel because we're making this one video this year. As you can see, Mark and I are drinking eggnog. It is disgusting. It's gross. It's, uh, yeah, it's gross. It's not good. I was trying. I was, I was really going to dig deep and try to, it's, it's definitely gross. Last year we drank champagne. It was fucking baller. I, I know. But, Why the hell did we not drink well, champagne? Because of the burping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did drink champagne on election night. That was a good time to drink champagne. This, uh, however, if I never drank again, I'd, I'd, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, I, I, this is going to be the last time I drink eggnog, I think. <laughs> it's just, this is the kind of thing that if you drank too much and you got sick from it, never touch it ever again. I thought you were going to say this is the kind of thing that makes you appreciate being an adult because when you're at the beginning of your drinking career, you kind of just drink whatever's there. You know, especially before sure. you're 21, you can't just go get whatever you want. So you kind of will just get drunk on whatever is around. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten drunk on eggnog a lot in my life, rarely by choice. And this is going to be the, the last time I think that I do this. <laughs> that, that is actually true. When I first started drinking, which was later in life than most people, but I first started drinking, I thought it would be funny <laughs> with a friend of mine who was on tour. I went and saw him to get drunk off of uh, those malt liquor drinks with all sorts of different flavors. Boone's Farms. Oh, yeah. And I was like, dude, let's get drunk off Boone. That was a very bad idea. I feel like if anybody thinks to themselves, like, it would be funny to drink this eggnog and get drunk, it's on the same wavelength. You will just regret your life if you have to puke this disgusting stuff up. On the amazing television show Sanford and Son, 
uh, Red Fox's character would drink something that he called Champipple when he was feeling fancy. It was basically the cheapest champagne you could get mixed with Ripple. Some friends of mine and I decided to throw a Champipple party one time. And <laughs> dude, that is one of the worst hangovers I've ever had in my oh, life. Just cause the sugar content and what, what we were sugar. drinking. Yes. Oh. That's the, sh- that's the thing is I had the same thing. I felt terrible, but I felt like it was because I was slipping into a diabetic coma yeah. from the sugar. This, this is not much better. This, though, if you puked this up or something, it's kind of like milk. Well, hey, here we are. We're drinking it. Year, this is uh, year three, but episode four. Correct. Christmas sucks, uh, which it kind of has evolved. Not just Christmas music sucks, but Christmas as a whole. And I feel like a lot of people every year listen to this episode because it's cathartic and you're on your way to your parents' house or your grandparents' house or you're about to open presents with your kids and you're like, fuck, this sucks so bad. And you could be drinking this wonderful eggnog, you know, offset some of your pain. The first Christmas Music Sucks episode, I believe, was pretty localized upon the music aspect of Christmas. I don't think we got too outspoken in an anti-Christmas general sort of way. But the longer we've forced ourselves to think about this the more it's bled out from the music to cover sort of you know what actually fuck christmas in general and i do want to say i think that our annual anti-christmas music episodes are helping not just the people like you talked about who need this Mm -hmm. who need someone to say the things that we say every year but it seems to me like more and more people every year are feeling the freedom to say that they too hate Christmas music. I've noticed so many more anti-Christmas music stances since we started doing this. We definitely broke through. I think it so. It was definitely something you just, you know, maybe internally thought, but you definitely didn't say. Yeah. We have now allowed millions of people to say, yeah, you know what? Fuck this. This shit sucks. I mean, we talk shit on Mariah Carey every year. And in 2019, All I Want for Christmas Is You was voted the most annoying Christmas song in the UK by some cell phone company. I think Huawei maybe ran a poll. And everyone voted All I Want for Christmas Is You the most annoying Christmas song, even more annoying than the Band-Aid Christmas song, which is a hell of an accomplishment. And I do think that we had something to do with that. But I also know we're going to get into even more reasons this year why the number of openly anti-Christmas music stances keeps climbing. Dude, I today listened to another podcast. Uh, It was just research. But one of the people on the podcast said that they had already listened to the Mariah Carey song. It is not even Thanksgiving yet. No. They had said that they had already listened to it at least 10 times. If you have already listened to the Mariah Carey song on purpose, not at Home Depot or wherever you are out in public, you're a dangerous person. I would actually like to know who you are so that I could never talk to you ever because I'm scared you might hurt somebody. This year of all years, if you are starting Christmas this early, I feel like, yeah, there's something broken. Anyways, where are we starting? I'm getting a little loose from this. Right. I, I don't know if I'm getting loose or sick, but it, it's something. The first thing, I'm, I'm going to finish this eggnog so I don't have to <laughs> fucking drink it the rest. I'm just going to finish <laughs> Dude, mine. You were brave. I don't drink that much anymore. I rarely drink. Honestly, I think I only drink practically when we record. I think I, I would be drunk if I finished this. Just chugged it. Ooh. Jesus, um, please, you just chug that. 
Someone Did we drink the whole bottle? Yeah, it's gone. Wow. I'd split it between our mugs. Holy shit. One person who felt free to take an anti-Christmas stance this year was none other than our current first lady of the United States, Melania Trump, mm. hates Christmas. Yes. This is without a doubt my favorite thing that's happened during the Trump administration. Finally catching one of these fuckers on tape, admitting Republicans don't give a shit about Christmas. The war on Christmas the call is coming from inside the house. It is. It's coming from inside the house. The war on Christmas is inside the house. Because here's the thing. Melania didn't just say she doesn't care about Christmas or the Trumps don't care about Christmas. She said, quote, who gives a fuck about Christmas stuff and decorations? End quote. She was not asking a question. No. She made a rhetorical statement, which she thought would be agreed upon by everyone who heard her say it. Everyone she talks to, all the rich people she talks to every day, including the rich people at the Christmas party she's at, which none of them even enjoy. I guarantee you everyone around her nodded in agreement. Oh, yeah. This is what they talk about at those rich people Christmas parties when they're, and they pretend it matters. P.S. I think Democrat politicians hate Christmas, too. I think all these rich motherfuckers have to go to the worst parties with the worst people, and they're the ones who have to give the worst speeches at these parties because Christmas values line up with corporate values every single time. But it is funnier that Republicans secretly hate Christmas because they're the ones who also have to pretend to get all wound up when someone, what person or a business even halfway appears to be fucking with Christmas tradition in any way. They're the ones who have to lose their minds. So that's funnier. You know, it sucks to say, but it was like this moment. Do I like, do I like Melania now or something? Am I, am I a fan? It was confusing. You know, it really didn't last very long. It lasted about 10 seconds. There was a moment in there like, well, at least somebody's being honest. Holy shit, that's so great. This year, though, altogether, obviously, is going to be an exceptional shitty year for a shit ton of people, and that sucks. It's unfortunate. I think there's probably going to be a decent amount of kids that open a box and it's just empty, and their parents say, yeah, what, did I, what is this? And they're like, congratulations, you didn't get COVID and die. What's this box? We're going to put your ashes in that. <laughs> This is actually your coffin. All the traditions are going out the fucking window this year. What traditions are going to survive this year? We've talked about this in previous Christmas episodes. So we're not going to get too deep into it. But do if you haven't listened to our old episodes, do go back. We get into how many of these traditions are not even that old at all. Mm-hmm. I would be surprised if I haven't mentioned this before. But just in case I haven't, nobody should forget that Irving Berlin, the guy who wrote God Bless America and White Christmas hated Elvis Presley so much, he tried to get radio stations to ban Elvis's recording of White Christmas. <laughs> this is the guy who wrote this song and knew for a fact he was going to make millions of dollars from this individual recording of it, and he still tried to prevent it from happening to the world. <laughs> That guy deserves a Nobel Peace Prize for at least his effort. And now it's tradition for us to all hear this song at least a dozen times a year. I do think it's funny. The the unspoken tradition in reality is about every Christmas, including this Christmas and me seeing that billboard for the new Christmas song, is all artists, especially the ones that are established that have relatively large namesakes at this point, are really trying to be like the next Elvis Presley, White Christmas, or the next Mariah. They want it to be, because it's like a life-changing thing to have a song that goes that big and goes that wide. Okay, you're set for life. You're probably generations after you're dead are set for life 
because of one Christmas song. And this year is no different. It is continued. That tradition is trying to continue. Well, we've talked about that for, before, for sure. Uh, the Mariah Carey song and the Paul McCartney song specifically. These are two individual recordings that if these were the only things these people did in their entire lives, we're still talking about generational wealth here. Oh my you God, know? yes. Obviously, that's what the best case scenario is for all these people who come out with new Christmas songs. But there are levels to this shit. Like, you don't have to hit that for it to be worth it. All you've got to do is make a Christmas song that just gets put in the rotation every year. If you make a Christmas song that gets put in the rotation every year, that song's going to get more airplay than anything else you release ever in your whole career. Yeah. Uh, and this happens even with shit that's bad. Like, when something comes out and it's seen as bad, it doesn't matter as long as it's good enough to get put in the rotation. When the movie It's a Wonderful Life came out, everyone hated it critics panned it but the dude licensed it to all the tv networks and they showed it every year until it became tradition so now that is the thing that everyone sees every year and that's all you got to do you don't have to make something that's good you've just got to make something that gets thrown into the we play it at christmas pile if you think about it in that way the new payola is spotify playlists how (laughs) dare you make that (laughs) accusation on this podcast I'm not saying that, well, I, I'm not making an ethical judgment one way or another, but obviously being put on a certain playlists, like say maybe Rap Caviar, if you're a hip-hop artist, can definitely uh, launch you to the next level. How many artists just want their Christmas song? The money that you could make off of whoever makes those Christmas playlists is insane because it stays there. Yeah. If you have a song, it stays there every year. So you recorded it in 2018, if it gets added to the Christmas playlist that everyone listens to, it doesn't leave. It stays there forever. Any other playlist, usually it gets rotated out. It's always moving, it's always changing. Christmas one doesn't change. The 2020 Christmas playlist on Spotify is the same exact playlist as last year, except for they added one or two new songs. You get baked in. Is In that advertising industry, you, it would be called being baked in. Early podcasting, when they sold ads, they didn't have the dynamic stitch the ad in technology. So whenever they recorded an ad, that ad just stayed in that episode forever. Yeah. So the CPM on that is through the fucking roof. Christmas is like that in general the whole holiday of christmas is essentially that concept uh, most of the most popular christmas songs were released between the 1930s and the 1950s which means christmas music is literally an entire genre based on your baby boomer grandparents nostalgia for their childhood all of these hit songs got famous when your grandparents were children and the reason we all have to listen to them is to make them feel like we're still doing Christmas right. Which is the, also the reason why you have to go to the Christmas party with your family that you hate and your parents make you just do it. Oh mom, I hate my whoever, like I hate cousin Jackie or whoever the fuck. <laughs> and yeah, but you've got to do it because it makes your grandma happy. Mm-hmm. That's what Christmas is across the board, this entire holiday. Yeah. Well, now this year, that ain't shit hey No, it ain't happening. It's all out the fucking window. I don't even know what next year's Christmas episode is going to be like, because we're just everything is just getting nuked this year. We may have to start over. What are we going to do? I think there's a very real chance that this year's Christmas being socially distanced, as it were, may be the beginning of us walking away from Christmas entirely. Because yeah. I think that once people have this year 
once people know what it's like to just bail on Christmas for a year, mm-hmm. why would we go back? Yeah. Why would anyone go back to the way that it was before? I'm not going to say so there was a conversation that was had in my family circle and it was like, well, you're going to we, get we so can... much trouble. <laughs> no, they don't listen to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> they something along the lines of, oh, well, we could just do that next year. And my wife was like, oh, no, 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 we're leaving next year. <laughs> like we're. We're going somewhere. We're not going to be around. So this is like the last time that any of this could possibly happen. Because I think from now on, we're just going to bail. We're recording this on November 18th. So I I wouldn't venture to guess what is even going to happen as far as regulations go post-Thanksgiving. There's a chance that Christmas will just be canceled this year. Legally <laughs> locked down. You stay in your houses. Yeah. The National Guard is in the street to keep you from trying to send a present over to your friend's house. <laughs> you can't. Sorry. No no presents being shipped yeah. this year. There, this is pretty unprecedented as far as a pandemic of this scale hitting this specific country with its specific attitudes about don't tread on me etc i'm not going to wear a mask etc thanksgiving isn't canceled no matter what you say etc i don't think anyone has a fucking clue what's about i certainly don't know no clue i don't think anybody does things are so bad right this second it's impossible to say like where we're gonna be in Christmas is what, like six weeks away or something it's like close, that? It's close, yeah. Less than that. might be like uh, five weeks away. I have no fucking clue. We might have like 300,000 new cases a day. So in our previous Christmas episodes, I did. there's something I didn't realize when we started doing this. Uh, this isn't something we encourage, but the reality is there are probably parents who listen to this show with small children in the car during commute or whatever, probably correctly assuming that these kids have no frame of reference for any of the things we're talking about and most of the words that we're using. I did not consider that early on in our first episodes. And I would like to offer just the smallest apology to parents whose small children heard me yell and spoiler alert. If you do have a small kid right now, like it's not real. Yeah. That that. (laughs) I threw that one down real hard in one of the first couple episodes without thinking about how many children may possibly hear me say that santa claus is not real in all fairness kids are dumb that's true kids are really not the brightest but this year can you imagine all the bullshit lies parents are gonna have to come up with to explain to their kids how everything else can be shut down because of fill in whatever your covid explanation is But over here, Santa Claus is still able to carry on. But, but daddy, how? I feel really bad for the guy that has to be the mall Santa because, you know, in some states, the malls are still going to be open. doing that, Dude, right? I guarantee you some pieces of shit are definitely going to do it. Wow. And the chances of Santa dying are definitely pretty high. Someone's going to kill a Santa Claus this year. Because they tend to be older, very jolly, nice people, maybe a little on the uh, danger side of COVID. Well, like spreader claws. I mean, this uh, is yes, going to get... Yes, or what if Santa has... Like, yeah. Is Santa going to wear a mask? Is your elf on the shelf going to wear a mask? That's the question. This is going to be a weird year for a lot of people. I can't see grandma and grandpa because you might kill them. But how is Santa Claus going to come down into our house? I mean, Santa, no offense, he's a little, you know, on the side of probably danger zone. He probably should wear a mask. Probably in a risk category of pretty much any health study. 
Santa Claus. He's like a thousand years old. First of all, literally, he's definitely going to die if he gets COVID because of his age. He's a little bit on the heavy side. He enjoys sweets a little bit too much. He's checking a lot of boxes. I'm not saying he's toast, but there's a chance. This is that. Wait, dude, I just thought about it. This is the perfect year for parents to tell their kids that Santa Claus maybe isn't real. Maybe isn't real. Because they can use the excuse. <laughs> hey, man, I just wanted to tell you, you know, Santa was real, mm. but Santa got sick. Died of COVID. <laughs> yes. It's a great way to just kill off the whole story. It is. You're I'm right. I'm just saying you could use the excuse if you wanted to. Your kids are going to cry either way. They're going to be either. P- See, the thing is this, is, this is perfect. I am solving so many problems right now. If you're a parent, you have to tell your kids that Santa isn't real, then you look like the asshole because you lied to your kids. If you tell your kids that Santa got COVID and died. Just like someone else who you probably know who has already died. I mean, you can piggyback Santa isn't real on the back of the very real tragic death of someone you actually know. So it's kind of not that big of a deal. We should all be thanking Donald Trump, I think. Listen, blame, blame someone that you don't like. Say, oh yeah, they went to Johnny's house. Johnny, you know, Johnny doesn't wear a mask. And Santa got sick. And he coughed and fell off his slay and died so johnny killed santa because he got him covid this is perfect it's win-win really if you tell your kids that santa died because of covid you owe me you owe me i was the one that came up with that idea what do they owe you <laughs> a thank you thank you okay. i would like a thank you email that's not much i don't want any more hate emails i want to thank you mark you saved my ass you're pretty sensitive about that i, <laughs> I enjoy the emails Especially the ones that are going to thank me for telling their kids, you know, giving their kids a good reason for Santa Claus not being real. One more thing about all your shitty kids out there. In 2019, one of the big trending things after Christmas was all the kids who had asked for AirPods and they didn't get them. And they all went on social media to complain about how much they hate their family for not getting them AirPods. This is always the actual most disgusting thing to see after Christmas is un grateful people of any age but it's usually fucking teenagers if we're going to be honest yeah you know what you really should do this year everyone regardless of what happens you should wake up christmas morning take a breath and go well i'm really thankful to still fucking be here the fact that you can breathe without it feeling like you have a refrigerator on your chest is probably a pretty good gift if you're sitting at a thanksgiving table with just your immediate family or nobody you should still be thankful that you're sitting at a kitchen table. A shit ton of people aren't going to be doing that this year. It is just the worst to watch people be so ungrateful. And it, the, the worst of the worst is when the parent or whoever it is, their legal guardian, whoever is in charge of this kid, tries to make them happy by getting them some off-brand version of whatever the thing is. Like the kid asked for AirPods, so their parents buy them some Bluetooth earphone uh, some Alibaba yeah. fucking shit. Either because they don't know the difference or because it's $100 cheaper and they can actually afford it. Or who cares why? They tried to meet the request and then this kid is like, why don't you just shit in my mouth next time? Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, I'm sure some kids have said that to their parents on Christmas morning. What the fuck is this? Why don't you just shit in my mouth next time? So I was already planning on talking about this with online shopping, but COVID is going to make it a much more real situation. I think that there are a lot of product manufacturers who hate how prevalent online shopping has become when it comes to Christmas shopping. 
And the reason why I think this is even though companies have to act woke on Twitter now and they've got to say, oh, no, we don't want people to fight over getting the last unit of fill in the blank toy. I think behind closed doors, they're all high fiving each other in the boardroom. Anytime some video goes viral of parents beating the shit out of each other over Tickle Me Elmo dolls or whatever's happening, this is the best PR these companies are ever going to get. Videos on national news showing people kicking each other's asses to try to get one of their thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you know how much money companies would pay the UFC that to have the winner of a fight hold up a Tickle Me Elmo after he kicks the shit out of a guy? Man. That is the best ad that you can get that year. I mean, scarcity is a real genuine marketing strategy. Oh, dude. But I don't know how you create scarcity on Amazon other than just pissing people off. Do you remember a few years ago when they came out with those mini Nintendo reissues yeah. and they sold out and everyone was freaking out trying to get one of them? All the news sites had stories about how fast they sold out and people were freaking out because they couldn't get one. Y'all know the company could have just made more of those, right? But this is how easy it is to manipulate people, especially parents. And look, it's not like I don't get what's happening. Your parents, you love your children, you want them to be happy on Christmas, but maybe your kid is an asshole. And maybe you're making your kid a bigger asshole by giving them everything they want. No offense, Mark, I know you're a dad, and no offense to your children, if they, if they grow up and listen to this someday, no offense to Mark's kids, but the consequence of a kid always getting everything they want for Christmas has got to be so much worse than what happens to a kid who gets everything on their list every year. Yeah, for sure. A kid who gets everything they want every year is going to become the kind of adult who doesn't understand the value of just about anything. They certainly are not going to understand the value of the gift you just gave them. The kid who knows what it's like to not always get everything they want is going to be an adult who understands some things about the way that life works. So why do parents turn into wild animals trying to obtain some product that their kid's not even going to care about or remember in five years? This isn't going to be happening this year, and I promise you there are so many toy manufacturers who are pissed about it. Five years, you're being generous. Like five months. Are you talking about kids forgetting the toy? Yeah, sometimes like five fucking minutes. Yeah, the uh, the stories. I mean, what's? I mean, it does kind of suck because for me, only because I thoroughly enjoy watching people stomp on top of each other to just like get a toaster oven for five dollars or whatever it is. It's like bum fights without the guilt. Yes, because these people have money. <laughs> that and. It's a $5 toaster or some shit. That's normally $8 or something. It's like, oh my God, the people are like curb stomping each other to try and get a fucking $5 toaster oven or a toy that again, your kid is going to forget within five months. It definitely five. They might not even give a shit when they open the box. Yes. And maybe Santa really does get sick and there really is no Santa or there really is no Christmas. But two weeks after Thanksgiving, some serious numbers are going to come in. Oh, for sure. Already serious. Already insane. Again, if you're a parent and you want to peace out Santa, this is the year to do it. This is the perfect opportunity to say Santa's no longer with us. Well, honey, one in five Americans have died from this disease. And as you know, Santa Claus is an American, so he's dead. (laughs) He's, He's gone. They say that his reindeer still just fly around with an empty sleigh. Some say. So sad. (laughs) This is something else we've talked about on episodes before, but I don't think we've really gotten into why it happens. But Christmas starts earlier every year. I know that some of you 
this is like some water cooler conversation where you're like, doesn't it seem like Christmas starts earlier every year? No, it doesn't just seem like it. It does. This is documented fact. This is what happens. And the reason is pretty obvious once you think about it. It's Black Friday. Yeah. Christmas starts before Black Friday so they can motivate you to buy shit on Black Friday. Quick story. This year for Halloween, because we go all out for Halloween at my house, I went on Halloween the last second. I was like, you know, I really want to get a smoke thing, like a smoke machine, because I'm really trying to scare the shit out of the kids that come to my house and do some cool stuff. So I was like, okay, well, where am I going to get a smoke machine on Halloween? It's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I was like, I'll go to Home Depot. When I got to Home Depot, it was full of Christmas shit, top to bottom. It was Halloween. It wasn't the day after Halloween. It was actually halloween everything in there where they had all the halloween stuff was gone and it was all christmas trees this week i've already seen a majority of the homes in my neighborhood decorated for christmas not even thanksgiving yet and i've already seen sales yesterday and today i have received emails for 30 percent off black friday is not even thanksgiving yet thanksgiving is over a week away the creep the Christmas creep. I swear to God, in 10 years, Christmas is going to be 4th of July on. There are a lot of TV stations who do Christmas in July movie marathons. And they wonder why they're going out of business. All they got to do is get the Christmas in July on this end to creep forward and meet the creep on this end creeping backwards. And then it's just going to be six months out of the year dedicated to Christmas. It'll be six months of Christmas and then six years of planning for next Christmas. There's a radio station in Syracuse that started playing Christmas music in September of this year. In Syracuse? In Syracuse. Where I'm from? Where you're from. <laughs> Jesus they Christ. They said it was because 2020 sucked so much, they knew everyone was bummed out about everything, and they wanted to do something to make people happy. Mm. But I think there's a lot more to this story. Uh, as we've talked about so many times, it is very profitable for radio stations to temporarily switch formats to Christmas music. The reason why it's so profitable, as we've said in the past, is because businesses and families, they set it and forget it for the season. So even if no one's actively listening, let alone enjoying it, when a radio station flips over to playing Christmas music, their listenership goes through the fucking roof. These format switches do happen earlier and earlier every year. I think because the theory is the first station to switch is likely to capture set it and forget it listeners. Like if your station is the first one to go Christmas, all these people, they're like, what should I put the station on for my coffee shop or whatever today? When they hear Christmas, they're like, oh shit, I guess it's that time. So let's do it. <laughs> so then they just leave it on Christmas music and the station who gets the most of those listeners, their listenership goes higher. I mean, it's just a matter of time. If it doesn't already exist, that someone just has 24 7, 365 Christmas all the time. Gotta exist. There are some specialty stations, but more like satellite radio is the one who does it. Yeah. There aren't a lot of regional There's ones who do it. There's gotta be a terrestrial radio station that does it. There are tons of stations in the US that started playing Christmas music the week of the election this year. That's the mm. first week of November. A ton of stations started doing it. But that station in Syracuse that was the earliest one this year, they were also the earliest one in their area to start playing Christmas music in 2019. So I think this station in particular has made it a priority to be first in their area to start playing Christmas music. What sucks is now I feel like there's some sort of like shame that I, that I'm from Syracuse. I almost have like a, a weird thing about it now. I do think it's really annoying though, that they, they, this station and they all stations doing this. Everyone is acting like we've got to start Christmas earlier this year just because people need it. 
They really need it. But that's such a bullshit reason. First of all, radio stations sell a ton of ad space to the live event industry. Like when you're listening to a radio station, what percentage of the commercials do you hear are for a live event? Like most of them, yeah. almost all of them. And this is an industry which is basically non-existent this year. The live event industry is in the trash can. So they didn't make as much money as they would normally make in a year. Like this is not up for debate. I don't need to see their ledgers to know that this is a fact. This is a fact. They did not make the kind of money that they make every year to pretend as if playing Christmas music early is this valiant thing they're doing. It's a favor to all of us. It's not. It's the opposite because Christmas is going to suck for so many more people this year, for, for all the obvious reasons that we've already gotten into, Christmas is going to suck way harder than it normally does for almost everyone. So for anyone who's starting Christmas early, all that's doing is just getting us into this like, wait, I'm not going to get to see anyone I care about for Christmas this year. You were just starting that earlier. Thanks for reminding me, everyone that plays Christmas music in September, you pieces of shit. Oh, man, I'm, I got to take the sweater off. Yeah, sweating. It's pretty hot. I mean, I was trying to do the Christmas sweater thing this year. Oh, oh, oh what's this? I guess I have one of one of our shirts oh, on. Oh shit, it's Christmas. I this is a shirt that I made for the podcast. We have a store. It's shop.yfbspod.com. Yeah. We're going to run a Black Friday sale this year, weren't we? Yes, we are going to run a Black Friday sale. Yeah. What yeah. is that? What are the details it's, on that? It's uh, uh the code is going to be nice and I C E and it's going to be 69% off. Oh, nice. I think it's I think it's pretty nice. So yeah, that's the code and we have all these like these are magnets and stickers we have lots of stickers and bigger stickers big and stickers. shirts we got all sorts of cool stuff 69 percent off code nice real nice you can buy everyone in your family a really nice shirt you should if you cared about them you would buy them a shirt also by the way i am gonna raise the prices it's not gonna be 69 percent off it's gonna be 69 percent off a little higher price okay do do we legally have to include that no no fuck no no we don't have to tell them shit They can find out when they get there. Every year since 2016, the Hallmark Channel has moved the beginning of their 24-7 Christmas movie programming a day or two earlier. Every year, they creep it a little bit earlier because this is just money, money, money for these people. Money, money, money. One movie I think we mentioned last year was Mariah Carey did an animated movie version of All I Want for Christmas is You. And in 2015, the Hallmark Channel had Mariah direct a movie called A Christmas Melody. Haven't seen it. I'm sure it's trash. And they gave her a Christmas special the same year. But the reason we talked about this last year is because if you go look up that song's history on Google Trends or just look at the screenshot we used as the image for last year's Christmas episode, you'll see interest in this song has been steadily declining for years at this point. Mm -hmm. Yes, we all hear All I Want for Christmas is you a hundred times a year but that doesn't mean that it's the popular thing that it is every year and it's recurring at the same level that it was go hit google trends on this song and just watch the spike get lower and lower every single year this is the same thing we talked about in the madonna episode there are these certain bullshit things that the pop culture industry thinks we could just keep doing this and it'll be a sure thing every year but eventually it flips and people get sick of it and the young kids coming up decide this is an actively uncool thing that is what happens to madonna when they poll younger children on madonna she is one of the most uncool artists around and it's what's happening to christmas across the board yeah yeah 
But what's fucked up is these assholes in suits cannot tell the difference. They can't see that it's happening because even though it's trending downward long term, it still outperforms the regular trash they're putting out the rest of the year. Mariah's original recording of All I Want for Christmas is you did go number one for the first time in December of 2019, as I predicted it would in last year's Christmas music episode. Mm -hmm. That song was, of course, going to go to number one because of the changes they made to the algorithms and chart algorithms, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They even made a new music video for it because they saw the opportunity. This might look good on sales reports. It might look good to say Mariah Carey's number one for the first time, whatever. But this is still a sinking ship. It's still trending downward. It's over, and they just don't know it yet. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Maybe I have because I did not go back and listen to all our previous episodes. But the idea that all they want for Christmas is you, if you have, first of all, that's just not true. No one on earth goes, Oh, no, no, it's Christmas. I don't want anything. All I want is you. Even if you say that, even if you're like, honey, (laughs) let's not get each other a present this year, try it. Just give it a shot. That's the thing is it's kind of fucked up if you really think about it because I guarantee you if all you tell is your significant other is I just want it, I want you, all I got is me for you, you're probably going to have a really shitty Christmas. I'm just saying. I don't care what anybody says. Let's not get presents. You should definitely get something. The idea that anyone would say, all I want for Christmas is you, is a lie. Mariah is lying to you. I guarantee you every single year of Mariah's life, if she had a significant other in her life, she definitely got something more than just them and expected more than just them for Christmas. Because even though... That sentiment is on the face of it, supposedly at the center of so many Christmas songs, Christmas movies, Christmas attitudes, whatever. This whole the important thing is being together and having family, etc. A, a lot of people don't have that. But B, that is such bullshit. Everyone knows that's not what Christmas is about. And it's not what Christmas has been about for a very, very long time. And I really want to make sure we hammer this point home this year because I feel like this year is an opportunity for everyone having a shitty Christmas because of COVID to realize and internalize for the rest of your life that this is what Christmas has been like every year for millions of people. And it's what Christmas is going to be like every year for millions of people. In fact, even more so because of how many people fucking died this year. All right. I think millions of people is way generous. I think it's probably hundreds of millions of people, if not more. What you're doing on Christmas this year is what all kinds of people are doing on Christmas every year. Five years ago, 10 years ago, before you even heard of COVID. This is just what Christmas is like for a lot of people. And meanwhile, not only are y'all assholes celebrating this shit, The way that you're celebrating it is predicated on the fact that there are people who cannot celebrate it the way that you do. Christmas isn't about being grateful for what you have. Christmas is about being grateful that you have more than other people. There are so many Christmas movies where the way they show us a character's life sucks is by showing us that person alone on Christmas. It is a very common trope. Not only is this lazy, unoriginal writing, tons of people are alone on Christmas, you absolute dickheads. <laughs>
It doesn't make you a psychopath. It's really surprising to me that the people who make Christmas movies don't start making them for the people who are going to be alone on the holiday because those are the people who are actually going to spend the entire day watching movies. Yeah. You know, but no, they make Christmas movies for everyone who's going to have a good Christmas to watch and think about how your lives are great because at least you aren't these pieces of shit who are alone on Christmas, (laughs) you know? For decades now, the main point of Christmas has been to celebrate having a better life than other people. This is seriously the main point of so many Christmas songs and so many Christmas movies to show how awful life is for people who don't celebrate Christmas and to go the extra step of laying a guilt trip on anyone who might even start to get annoyed with Christmas. These other people here, look at how shitty their lives is. How dare you get annoyed at having to buy presents for people? Keep buying presents for people. I don't know what you're talking about, Tyler, because all I want for Christmas is you. Not me, man. That's it, dude. That's all I want. They'll show a character who lives in a big city and should call or visit home more often, but they don't because they're wrapped up in their big city life. But then they finally have to go home for Christmas for whatever reason, and they fall in love or whatever the fuck else happens to remind them of the small town simplicity where they come from. And there are 50-50 odds this city person moves back to the small town by the time credits roll. Yeah, That's how this shit works. If a dad works too much, he's the asshole for not paying attention to his family but he's also the asshole if he doesn't have the money to get the right toy but don't worry because by the time the credits roll he'll realize the important thing is to celebrate christmas with his family yeah. that's the most important thing is just to celebrate christmas and anyone who doesn't get that is either a dick or they just have a shitty life and that's why you've got to be glad for what you have all i want is for christmas is you oh yeah and every popular toy and video game and every new thing that possibly came out this year And if you could throw in a new car, that'd be fantastic. That would be awesome. How dare you get me a car in the wrong color? You piece of shit. And it's not just Christmas movies. Even movies with plots that have nothing to do with Christmas will use Christmas as shorthand for how much a person's life sucks. When you watch a movie like The Apartment with Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine from the year 1960, they show us these sad people are sad because of how alone they are on Christmas and New Year's. How much Christmas and New Year's is not a part of their lives at all. This has been happening for decades Christmas is such a self-reinforcing concept, it may as well be a cult. Look at these assholes who are alone. They aren't even having Christmas. That's why you just got to keep celebrating Christmas. You know what, though? You know what everyone can do? Let's just all take a deep breath if you have the ability to do that because you don't have the coronavirus and acknowledge the fact that Santa got it. (laughs) That's it. Santa is gone. That's exactly it. That's the most Christmas thing you could do is not just appreciate the fact that there is breath in your lungs, but that there's not breath in other people's lungs. That's the most Christmas for real. So much of Christmas media is centered around this idea of being glad your life doesn't suck more than it does. And they show how shitty life is for millions of real life people who don't have a good Christmas to make you appreciate your Christmas more. The song, Do They Know It's Christmas? Do they know it's Christmas time? So this is the Band-Aid Christmas charity song. And of course, of course, the most offensive line was given to Bono. (laughs) In November of 1984, Bono sang the original lyrics. And in the version known by everyone who's heard the song ever since it was released in December of 1984, these lyrics were about thanking God that other people were poor so we didn't have to be. Mm. That was literally the message of this song. Thank God other people are poor so that we don't have to be poor. This is like capitalism with the mask all the way off. (laughs) 
some like deeper level of insanity. That's the gist of it. We talk about, dude, just let them know it's Christmas time. That's all they need to do is let them know it's Christmas time. Let them know it's Christmas. So what? Yes, I'm sure a lot of people in the world will just be thankful to know that it's Christmas. Oh, it's Christmas. Oh, thank God. That's great. Wow. Thank you. Listening to it now, when you hear it, this message is so obviously fucked up. These lyrics were so bad that they eventually rewrote them in 2014. But Bono was on the re-recording of the song that happened in 2004, and he still sang the original lyrics on that recording. So whenever Bono or whoever it was figured out these lyrics were fucked up, it happened somewhere between 2004 and 2014. So for 20 actual years, the message of this song was the standard there are starving kids in Africa routine that parents give to their kids who don't want to eat dinner. Yeah, that is still a very common thing that people do. Sure, that's a very effective tactic it's not, to kids. But that's just what you tell them. Your kids don't care. It doesn't matter shit to them. They don't even know what that means. Kids aren't that smart. I already said that. That attitude is in their parents because yeah. it's been beat in by what Christmas is. Once you start looking for this, you're never going to not see it in a Christmas movie, in a Christmas song. You're going to see this from now on. Christmas is a zero-sum holiday. If everyone could have an equal Christmas, it wouldn't be Christmas anymore. They'd have to start calling it something else. This year is the perfect year for all of us to revisit what Christmas is. This year, oh my God, it's such a travesty. Santa got COVID and died. So here's the thing that we could do. If you have kids, you should do something cool. You guys get to be Santa to all the unfortunate families out there. And drop off some food and some meals and maybe some toys for all the kids that don't get anything because it just so happens to be that Santa got COVID and, and peaced out this year. I mean, maybe this is a year that we can have some really uh, good changes. Maybe we could do some positive things. Maybe maybe this podcast can inject some positivity in the world. I would love for that to happen. I mean, the first thing we have to do is stop singing this dumb shit song. And maybe if you work for Spotify and you accidentally deleted Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, and maybe if Band-Aid's song just magically disappeared, I don't know, maybe the world would be a better place. Starting there. I mean, I think you might be onto something with this whole Santa got COVID thing. If Santa Claus gets coronavirus and we bury him, another name for Santa Claus is Father Christmas, is it not? Yeah. So we are burying Christmas in general and we can just stop doing this. And we, you know what we can do is just have a sale, just some fucking sale. And it, we're honest about it and we call it a sale. We don't pretend that it's attached to all this other bullshit. Maybe you could still call it Black Friday because it's we need our company to go into the Black Friday as in we need our company to not be losing money going into the end of the year, which is a majority of retail companies. Let's call it the Santa Claus Memorial Sale. Oh, shit, yes. Perfect. And then it's Black Friday because uh, we all wear armbands on our arm to commemorate the sacrifice that he made. I mean, this isn't on me. I'm just spitballing right here. Someone else can, like, flesh out the plot details and everything. But, like, Santa is a martyr for capitalism, and he died for the cause. So we have a sale every year. Yeah. That is so much better. And then we can just, like, literally wipe the slate clean. Christmas is no longer an allowed concept or word. So we just dump all the songs, all the movies, get rid of all of it. And then it's just Santa Claus Memorial from now on. Yeah. We have Memorial Day. So let's have Santa Memorial Day. Yeah. You know, if nothing else, maybe just a little selfishly, I don't want to do another fucking Christmas episode. 
So if this is the last Christmas episode because we've spurred an entire movement of people that are totally fine with offing Santa this year because it's the perfect excuse and doing a whole new thing, fantastic because Christmas episode number five, I don't care if we do it. It'd be, it'd be really awesome if we didn't do it. I think we got to do 10 before we're done, honestly. It's just a nice <laughs> round number. have to go back number. and revisit, like, you know, days of Christmas I don't past. know. You didn't even drink all your eggnog. Dude, it's either that or I get sick. <laughs> <laughs> either I have to stop drinking it for our wonderful YouTube guests. They get to witness me vomit. What do you want to drink next year? Maybe we'll open up that question to our listeners. What do you think we should drink Well, for we should definitely year? have a poll. Yes. No, we should not have a poll. I am trying to, <laughs> I am trying to vaguely ask a a question in a non-committal way, uh, to where we don't have to formally set it up to where the majority gets to decide what we drink. Because someone will make us drink like reindeer piss or something. <laughs> That's very fucking true. They'll be like, "Oh, here, drink this uh, Scoville ten billion super hot spicy vodka or some shit." I mean, I would drink that, but I would too, but I don't really want to. I don't want to either. I so camera. we're gonna lightly open the field for suggestions <laughs> as to what you should think we should drink for uh, Christmas. All I want for Christmas is people to stop telling us what to do. How about okay. that? That's a great Christmas. I, gift. Also, I'm gonna throw mushroom tea in the ring oh, just as shit. a yeah. We that is something that I did want to do. Just a five hour episode. Yeah, maybe <laughs> <laughs> we won't even talk about anything. Oh just, no, we won't. We, it'll just be like a random meandering. It'll thing be about. video of us having a telepathic conversation the whole time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Dude, this episode is so weird. It's just silence for five hours, and all they do is stare at each other. But I'm other. really <laughs> connecting to it for some strange reason. And then they started crying at some point. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was interesting. You know what? You won me over. You shouldn't drink the rest of that eggnog. You're right. That's funny. All right. Well, uh, it's been another year. And uh, if, if nothing else, we're uh, thankful to uh, still be here getting to record this wonderful oh, podcast. Oh, yeah, it's been great. That's our Christmas gift to ourselves. We get to keep doing this, so that's fun. It is, and that's why I think we should keep doing the Christmas music episodes. Yeah, even if even if Santa dies this year, we'll just keep on trucking. Yeah. We'll just keep on. Our podcast will be like just nailing. We'll be just driving more nails into that coffin. I want to piss on his grave. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm totally cool with that. I think the world would be a better place without Santa Claus. What the world needs now is a dead Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I will say this. If you still enjoy Christmas music. Oh, your favorite Christmas music sucks. You're welcome for another holly jolly episode of your favorite band sucks. This is not the return of regularly released episodes because it's not easy to work around the fact that Nashville is objectively one of the worst places to live in 2020's United States. We definitely would like to offer a gigantic fuck you to every idiot who thinks Mark and I are somehow overreacting to COVID. I'm glad you haven't lost anybody in this pandemic because you live in the middle of nowhere, but the rest of us are trying to avoid killing people. It does look like we're finally getting rid of Captain Cheeto and there's starting to be talk of a vaccine, so maybe things will improve soon and we can all get back to having some fun on a regular schedule. 
Do remember, if you miss hanging out with us, you can always go back and take another listen to our back catalog, especially those of you who are new to the show. There's a lot of classic stuff there. Totally classic. P.S. We really are running a Black Friday sale at shop.yfbspod.com, and the code really is nice. I assume Mark's setting up the sale to run through Cyber Monday, but why risk missing out? Set an alarm on your phone or do whatever you gotta do to remember Friday is the day to stock up on your favorite band sucks merchandise. We have so many things that would make really nice Christmas gifts. You keep listening to shitty music and we'll be back as soon as we can.